What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brandon Janu Show. As you already know, I am Brandon Janu, and I hope you guys are enjoying um, the podcast episodes I have dropped. I'm sorry I've been recording recently. Um, <clears throat> I talked about it on my new episode that's dropping this week about why I kind of have not been recording recently. Uh, just a lot of uh, uh, screw it. Uh, I've been going through <laughs> depression. I'm trying to like sugarcoat and try to like make it all nice and shit. I've been going through depression. Let's get this out the fucking way. Um, going through depression. Um, hopefully, um, I will, you know, call uh, tomorrow. Hopefully, everything goes through right that I can call uh, a neurologist about my brain uh, because I think that I've been having seizures and they've been kind of like far in between, but they kind of have been seizures because my eyes have gone out. Uh, my tongue has lost taste in certain aspects. I remember I said uh, last season that I had ended up in a hospital a couple months ago due to something like that last year. Uh, you know, no, earlier this year, actually. Um, I ended up in a hospital because of uh, something. We just didn't know what. They said it was a brain thing, but you know, I still haven't went and said anything, you know, uh, a neurologist yet well that's gonna change hopefully i call i will call him in the morning hopefully i'll get connected with somebody so i get that checked um but uh that and depression and everything's been going on uh just mentally you know at the end of the year i always get these these moments of just depression hitting me at once uh and so it's kind of been a little hard to kind of get into a podcast my great lot of you guys but i'm here tonight to do one and uh hope you guys enjoy this one I'm going to try to record another one tomorrow night. Uh, if not, probably Friday. I definitely probably record one Friday. Um, but you will have two episodes next week. You only got one this t- this week. And that's dropping tonight, so be on the lookout for that. But other than that, um, but this episode is going to be pretty much next week. So we probably, hopefully, we'll have already listened to that episode that's dropping tonight. But anyway, let's get into it tonight, though, man. Um, tonight's episode is, of course, my series, Brand New Show, Life and Times with Music. And when I've done these episodes, I've done about Drake. I've done an episode about Drake. I've done an episode about um, Jay-Z's Blueprint album. I did one about Kanye. I've done one about uh, all the amazing white artists that I love listening to. Um, and tonight is none other than the one, the only... The, the the goat and the birthday man <laughs> uh, who turned 40 today, Little Wayne. I am doing one on the goat, Little Wayne, tonight. That is exactly who I want to talk about. And um, <clears throat> it's time that I had a, a – now, I've done one on Little Wayne before. I've done a, a episode on Little Wayne before, but never on a podcast and never – I did it on an old video I did, which was uh, music that has impacted my life, which I now call my list that um, when I do the top 10 list. But this is a little different, man. Lil Wayne is literally the GOAT. Uh, it has impacted my life, and now he, tur- he turns 40 years old today, so happy birthday to the GOAT, Lil Wayne. Um, it's crazy to think uh, that he's 40, man. I, I Damn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some people say he looks a little older than what he, he is because of all the tattoos and stuff that's going on. But, I mean, hey, man, I see 40. That's crazy. So, congratulations to Wayne. Happy birthday to the man. 
I mean, born day to the man, Lil Wayne. Um, and it's time to talk about his career, man. Um, so, being from New Orleans, I can speak from a kid that grew up listening to Cash Money Records. Lil Wayne was one of my favorite rappers, even in the 90s. You know, I grew up on Lil Wayne, man. Um, I was always a Cash Money fan. Wasn't really a No Limit fan. I like on a couple rappers from No Limit, like Soldier Slim, C Murder, you know. <laughs> so that was pretty much it. Uh, those are all the rappers I like from Cash Money, from No Limit like that. Um, but Cash Money was my, my label. You know what I'm saying? By the time Cash Money really, you know, like popped off and became a super successful label, No Limit was already kind of like an international, well, yeah, an international name. It was more mainstream. And then Cash Money popped on. The scene came on the scene. And Lil Wayne uh, was one of those artists that was a part of the original Cash Money. And, you know, I remember him and, uh, you know, he's in a lot of videos, but <laughs> the one minute video I can remember first seeing Wayne was Bling Bling from BG. Um, him creating literally a song, creating a word that is literally now in the dictionary. That is Little Wayne's word, Bling Bling. That is literally his fucking word. He literally has a word in a dictionary. That's crazy. Um, but that song, going into the Hot Boys projects with BG, Juvenile, and Turk, it, that shit was just legendary, man. That whole Cash Money, beginning Cash Money was so legendary. Then back that ass up with Juvenile being featured at the end, which also created <laughs> another kind of like way of, of, of how, you know, changing again the genre of music with, with, with wordplay, you know, and, and, and it's crazy how he came at the end of that song. He didn't really have a lot to say in the fucking song. He just came at the end. Now, after you back it up, didn't stop. Now, what, 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 what? Drop it like it's hot. Now, after you. Like, it's crazy that that's all he said. That's all he said. Like, <laughs> that's all the fuck he said. And going into then his debut album, you know, The Block is Hot, which is still, which is still one of those, you know, albums that, you know, for the uh, a begin like the first album you ever hear him is the Black is Hot, his own album, nineteen ninety nine, and man, classic body of work, man. Um, of course, the Black is Hot, the single, just burst him on to stardom. To be sixteen years old, you gotta think about that. He was sixteen years old when he dropped the Black is Hot. To have that. Big of a fucking impact in that short of of time in your teenage years. Like I I I would say out of all of the artists, Luane has aged the best musically. Like look at a lot of the young teenage artists that came out around that time, and even in recent times, Wayne is still an institution of music. 
and he still creates. So the block is hot. Is still one of, if not, <laughs> those that album is still legendary. It's still going to, you know, always last the test of time when it comes to a lot of things. Did Cash Money dissolved? Which was when I was a kid. When you heard how they was losing BG, how they was losing Juvie, how they was losing Turk. All they had was Birdman, Manny Fresh, and Wayne, and that was. It, that was the label. And for a young kid that, like I said, grew up on cash money, when you hear some of your favorite rappers leaving a label, you're like, oh, what the fuck? But for Lil Wayne to stay on that label and to literally create a legacy without all of them, because let's be real, Wayne's musical like excellence really didn't really take off to everybody left. Like, it's a, everybody left, and he is the last living, he was the last person standing on that label at that time. And I remember, like, 2000 through to, like, 2002, he had hits, he had songs, but nobody was really comparing him to, like, Jay-Z or anybody like that at that time. There comes Mixtape Wheezy, and that shit changed in an instant, the dedication mixtape series. The first dedication comes out in 04. Oh, yeah, 04, 03, 04. And mixtape Wheezy took off. The man literally, now a lot of people say it was 50 that changed mixtapes for a lot of people. I didn't really start listening to 50 till Get Rich or Die Trying. So, but to me, that piff, Lil Wayne, he dropped the mixtape, you wouldn't listen to that shit. <laughs> you went and listened to that shit. Young Money, the original Young Money mixtapes, the dedication, squad up mixtapes, that time frame of like 03, 04. Four or five, the birth of mixtape Wheezy was just on another fucking level. It was different. It was fucking different. Dedication, like I said, squad up mixtapes, the original Young Money mixtapes. Like he was just different. Like you could tell something changed, and I think he finally realized. You know what, man? This is what I've always wanted. I wanted to be the face of Cash Money, and he fucking went on a tear during that time frame, which brings into the Carter. The Carter, the first Carter album, still to this day, me, it, it's funny, because he's now saying he's doing a Carter 6. And it's funny because when the Carter 5 dropped, me and my brother, I remember going to the Drake show. Me and my brother, how crazy is that, right? I'm going to go to Drake concert with my brother. Um, and we was talking about that. And we were talking about, you know, like Carter 5 came out around the time. So we were like, man, Carter 5 might be like the third best Carter. <laughs> like, we like, yo, this might be the third best fucking Carter. Like, that's crazy to say it's the third best. Like, it, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> 
the first Carter is very respected. It still to this day has songs on there that we still listen to. To this day, go into the club and you can hear it. Go DJ. That was on the first Carter. Birdman Jr. First Carter. I miss my dogs. First Carter. Bring it back. Like the whole project of the Carter still legendary. You know, this is the Carter, which is on that album. Like all of them songs. A lot of people might not give it. I mean, when he took the Marvin Gaye sample and um with with, with Jazzy Faye. No, he took the Al Green sample with Jazzy Faye. Like, like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, like the first Carter is still legendary. It's one of the greatest albums. Of, I think one of the greatest Carter's albums of that series. It just ain't the Carter Two, and that's the difference. The Carter Two, I will argue anybody. The only reason why people say the Carter Three is the best Little Wayne album is because that's when people started to really tune in to Little Wayne. And that's when the mainstream really was just waiting for his album. And he sold a million, and that's awesome, and that's great. The Carter 2 is the greatest Carter album of all of the Carters. I will argue anybody that's a Wayne fan, that ain't a Wayne fan, that just listened to the Carters, that that's all they know from Lil Wayne, the Carter 2 is the greatest Lil Wayne album of all motherfucking time. It's not even close. It's, it's not even close. Maybe the Carter. Carter 3, maybe. 4 and 5 even can be in that conversation. But the Carter 2 kicks off with the mob. It, as I've listened to the Carter albums, he always has that one significant intro. Go listen to the intros on the Carter. The Carter 2, Carter 3, Carter 4, Carter 5. The Carter 2, The Mob, is still the greatest Carter intro of all time. It's the greatest Carter 2. It's the greatest because he's just rapping. No hook, no chorus, no, no nothing. Just going. Rapping. That is what, at that time, that was really peak mixtape wheezy where he could do no fucking wrong you could not tell that man he couldn't rap that man was on another fucking level then it goes the Carter 2 is such an incredible album that album has money on my mind which still legendary like it, it's it's so fucking legendary that's an album cut like that's a song from the album that I bet you people know Bet money. They probably know that song more than Fireman, which is the single that actually came off the Carter 2. They know that song way more than they probably know Fireman, which is a dope song. But when I first heard Fireman, I was just a Lil Wayne fan, so I thought the shit was fire regardless. And now that I go back and listen to it, it's a good song. Do they need to be the first single off the motherfucker? Probably not. <laughs> but they probably couldn't play money on my mind on the radio. That's a... That, that, that's a it need to be on the album. It need to be a fire-ass album cut song. That's what it is. Um, when it goes into Fireman, then you have, like, Hustler Music, which everybody knows that song. 
um, hit him up, which I think is like an older Pac. If you actually like listen to it, I think it's an older Pac, but um, grown man with him in currency, like best rapper alive. Now this is where he's to he really. I mean, the Carter he said it. Um, bring it back. He said, you know, I'm the best rapper alive since the best rapper retired. This was the first time that fully he was just like, yo, I'm the best fucking rapper, nigga. Like, alive, nigga. And if Jay want to come back, I'm still going to be the best rapper. Alive, nigga. Like, like, he just was different on that song. Like, is there's nobody at that time frame that would have even staked that claim. Even though Jay-Z at that time was retired. A song like that would probably would prompt a Jay-Z to be like, oh, nigga, you really think you're the best rapper alive? Okay, let's get it going. Like, it it was that. The lyrical excellence of that song. It's crazy. The receipt. Um, man. Yeah, Carter 2 is the best out the entire, the entire Carter series. It, it really is. Go listen to it. Cause me saying it, cause y'all gonna be like, no, it ain't. Okay. You gonna find you gonna realize how many fucking songs you like. Yeah, I can't skip this shit. Nope, can't skip this shit. Nope, can't skip this shit. Shooter with him and Robin Thicke, which became a massive hit. Which as I've gotten older, I don't I like the song more now than I did when I was a kid. But yeah, man, shit. Yeah. Damn. Um, and then it goes right back into the Carters, like the mixtape one, dedication, a bunch of dedications. But then in that time frame, you gotta realize that was '05 when he dropped the Carter two. So from '05 to when he dropped the Carter three, '08, oh yeah, '08, '09. You gotta realize, hey, like, three years. This man was on a tear from, like, the end of the quarter, the first quarter to, like, the quarter three. The man was on a tear with just not just mixtapes, but the fucking features this man was doing. There has never been an artist, and I said Drake. That might be the only closest artist I've ever seen have that type of impact with just the features. People literally, Wayne literally I said this one time. I saw a clip from Wayne saying, when people ask him about that particular time frame, Wayne literally says, people just kept sending me songs because they knew I would do it no matter what. And he did. And that's, a kinda, that's what kind of made him such a, a international superstar. Because no matter what, he did the fucking song. And he fucking killed it. It ain't like you just got a Lil Wayne verse. You got a real Lil Wayne verse. He gave you a hit. He gave you a fucking reason to have a hit. And you got to realize that time frame, like the fact that he was just everywhere, mixtapes. I would say around the Carter, that was mixtape Weezy. The first Carter, mixtape Weezy. Carter 2 going into Carter 3, that was just a feature bonanza. I don't even know how to say that right. Bonanza. The man was on every fucking time. I remember being a kid in Vibe Magazine. That's the kids. That, anybody that watches this on YouTube when I do the short. Vibe Magazine was a magazine. <laughs> like if you didn't know that. Vibe was a magazine. Vibe magazine literally had in what, 07, 08, around like the Carter Three time, they had literally 77 of the best Wayne, not versus, 
songs. This nigga had in one, it wasn't like a, a, like a collection. In a year, seventy fucking songs in a year. Like the fuck, nigga, explain that shit. Can you? Like, can you even imagine? An artist now doing some shit like that? That is unfucking real. This nigga has, they had to give you an odd number to make the shit make sense. Like, 77 fucking songs, bro? And they had to pick. It's not the same. We're not even talking about a fucking human being. That's crazy. And then then think about the songs that came out before the Carter 3 came out. The mixtapes. The Drought 3. The Drought 3. The Drought 3 solidified that this man is just fucking different. <laughs> like, like, this man is just fucking different. The Drought 3 comes out. Both versions. This one, this two. Then you add on to the fact that the I Can't Feel My Face era with him and Juel Santana. To this day, I don't give a fuck how old I get. As long as those two men are breathing, I need the I Can't Feel My Face project. Y'all might not know what the fuck that is, but I saw Lil Dirk actually say that when him and Lil Baby was working on their project, Voice of the Heroes, that's what their inspiration was. They wanted to leave like an I Can't Feel My Face of this era. A lot of people might not know who Joel Santana is outside of maybe Dipset fans. Joel Santana was just as lyrical, just as versatile, just as fucking deadly with the bars. The man was a fucking monster. One of my favorite rappers. A lot of people might not know that. That's one of my favorite rappers. Joel Santana is still to this day one of my favorite fucking rappers. Because of what him and Wayne created around that time frame. There's nothing like them two dudes on a song together. If you don't believe me, go listen to Bloody Mary on YouTube. Right the fuck now. Between Wayne and Joel's. He literally, is rapping his ass off. Wayne just takes the end of his verse and just raps the rest of the fucking song off of just the end of his verse and raps the rest of the song. And you and I'm I, every time I hear that song, I just hold my hand and be like, "This is like a decade plus since these niggas even teased I can't feel my face project. These niggas still rap like this. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's close to twenty years and these niggas still." rap like this. What the fuck is going on? I can't feel my face error. Then you gotta think about all of the fucking songs that this man was on. Make it rain. Well, he's just doing a hook. That fucking hook has legendarily become a strip club anthem. It doesn't matter where you at. It don't give a fuck. It don't matter where you at. This man's fucking song. This man's had hooks. There was a time in life where if Wayne was on your song, nigga, your song was his. I don't know what the fuck. It was, Wayne was featured. That's what they said. We all knew that was Wayne's song. Like, Wayne came on the nigga's song immediately took. Literally, when you hear, like, 2 Chainz. 2 Chainz said this shit just recently. I think a drink champs. He was like, we did Duffel Bag Boy. Everywhere we went, niggas thought that was Wayne's song. He got pissed off because niggas really thought Devil Bad Boy was Wayne featuring them. <laughs> Everybody thought that was Wayne featuring us. Not us featuring Wayne. Devil Bad Boy. Make it rain. We taking over verse. Bruh. 
we taking over verse, not not the song verse is un legendary. It is legendarily great. It's never going to change. And think about the people that was on that song. T.I. killed that shit at the beginning. If you wouldn't even, if you wouldn't go farther, like if you didn't listen to the rest of the song, you would think T.I. had the best verse. T.I.'s verse is fucking fire. And it would be the best verse if Wayne wasn't at the fucking end. Like that would be the best for, I love the fact that they're just like, yo, Akon, just wrap this shit the fuck up. We done. We can move the fuck on to the next fucking song. We can go on shopping. We can go to the next fucking song. We can leave. We can fucking go home. We cut the lights off. Go the fuck home. This nigga, I am a beast. Feed me rappers or feed me beats. Oh, my fucking God. Dude, what the? No, Wayne was on another level back in the day, man. Wayne, time frame of legendary. Is is fucking ridiculous, and that is literally a three year span. This ain't even quarter three yet. Think about that. That's not even quarter three. That's literally from '05 to like '08. The man just ran everywhere, everything. When I was watching the Murder Inc. documentary, to see how Lord when he dropped you, that shit was every fucking way. Everybody knew that song. Everybody knew that song. Lil Wayne would jump on people's songs and immediately take it over. That is never before seen. We said it about Drake, but Drake don't take really. Drake takes over certain songs. Certain songs Drake do take over. But you've had songs where Drake kind of did play the background in certain songs just because he knew he could. Wayne literally took niggas' songs the fuck over. <laughs> like, the only verse out of uh, that time frame that I would probably say that Wayne probably didn't, like, completely massacre, like, out of that whole entire time frame, I would say was Swagger Like Us. Like, that might have been the biggest song that Wayne ever did at that time that I don't think Wayne had the quintessential best verse. I, I, I would say that. I don't think he had the quintessential best verse on Swagger Like Us. Love the verse, but I still don't think he had the quintessential best fucking verse. But... Yeah, man, Wayne was, man, that 05, 08 time frame was ridiculous. And then you've got to realize at that time that the Drought 3 mixtape was just on another fucking level. Never going to be duplicated. Like, the Drought 3 mixtape was just different. <laughs> it's just fucking different. Um, like I said, all of the remixes he was doing, like, at the time, him being on uh, Gorilla Zoe Lost, which is still to this day one of the best songs that I've ever heard. Him and Trader Truth screwed up. Um, he was doing songs with people that he didn't he didn't have to give the hook to or give the get the give the look to, but he did it anyway because he knew I just want to do the song. Like, I don't give a fuck. I just want to do the song. It's 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 unreal. It's unfucking real. 05, I can even tell you, like, when he did Stand Up with T.I. on T.I.'s Urban Legend Project. Crazy, man. That Like, that verse is ridiculous, man. Um, Him and Jay on Hello Brooklyn. Now, a lot of people probably be like, that song wasn't even that, that, that dope. But for me, that was a fire fucking song. 
because there was two of my favorite rappers just teaming up together at that time. And you just, I, it, it, that shit just never crossed your mind that that would happen. Going into 08, the Carter 3 drops. And there probably was never a bigger fucking song project that was more anticipated than the Carter 3 at that time frame. Maybe Paper Trail, because T.I. was about to go to prison. So that probably was the only one that was probably like really like, we got to listen to it. But the Carter 3 was really highly the highest album that everybody wanted to hear. It, it, it just it was just a different type of level. Um, you know, and like I said, I love the Carter 3. It's not the Carter 2. It could be in a conversation for the Carter. It could be in a conversation for two of the best of the Carter series. It's not the Carter two. It's it's it could be in a conversation for either the Carter or the Carter three. For me personally, the Carter two has some songs on there. A lot of commercial crossover hits though, and I think that's probably why I don't particularly love it like that. The Carter three is a great project. Don't get me wrong, but like a song like Lollipop just was massive. You know, a milli. This is how funny this is, right? <clears throat> so I remember when the original Amelie got leaked. That's how much of a Wayne fan I was. I remember when the entire Carter 3, the original Carter 3 album, because people forget he had to go back and rework the Carter 3 because he got leaked. Every, at this time in music, everything would get leaked. Like every fucking thing would get leaked. You didn't know how the shit got leaked, but it got leaked. And... The Carter 3 got leaked, and the original Amelie featured Corey Guns. A lot of people know Corey Guns more so from Six Foot, Seven Foot with him and Wayne on the Carter 4. But Corey Guns was on the original Amelie, and I finally heard the original Amelie today with Corey Guns on it. I've been looking for that song for like a good bit. And to hear that song again, it just made me realize like how great that fucking song was and at the end my that time frame of music was so fucking different man like you could not have that that type of time frame nowadays you couldn't you just had to live it and it in that time man was different it was fucking different man Carter three with a millie got money with him and t-pain by the way i forgot to say that run of him and T-Pain together was fucking massive. I don't, like, two of the, you got to realize, we got, and I'm probably, I'm gonna probably do another one, and I'm probably do another, another, uh, Lifetimes of Music, and I'm probably do one on T-Pain. T-Pain deserves his motherfucking flowers, man. Because that man is literally legendary, man. With that time frame, with T the T-Wayne, um, time frame, which is another project that I wish they would have, like, physically done together, too. Even though they got, a, like, a project out on, like, that piff. But I really wish they would have done it together. Even though they already had that album already physically done. I wish they would have came back and went into the studio and redid it. But, yeah, man. T-Pain and Wayne at that time frame was two of the biggest artists. So for them to merge, like, they merged and created like they created. You didn't know if that was going to sound right. But it sounded incredible together. Yeah, like, like, it sounded amazing together. And Got Money is, like, my least favorite song out of those two. I, it, it's okay. It's an okay song, but, like, it can't touch, can't believe it. 
Like, <laughs> he just can't touch, can't believe it. He can't touch, can't believe it. He can't touch a lot of songs them niggas did together. But it's a cool song. I, I like it. It's cool. It's it's cool. Uh, it's cool. It's not. It's like I said. It's nothing to write home about. It's a cool fucking song. Um, people go look at this and be like, "What you talking about? Good money guy was fire. It was okay. Don't 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 say fire. It was okay. Out of all the songs he Payne and Wayne have done together, it was okay. Let's not get it twisted. Um, what else is on a card three? Mr. Carter with him and Jay-Z, which, again, you hearing these two men, and like I said, my two favorite artists. So, yeah, you know, and Wayne has even said that if it wasn't for Jay-Z, he probably wouldn't be taking rap so seriously, too. So, yeah, yeah, to hear Mr. Carter was such a dope fucking thing, man. Um, what else is on Carter 3? Like I said, Lollipop, let the beat build. Kanye is one of the, 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 no matter how I truly feel about the man, the man can produce his ass off. Let the beat build on the Carter 3. Is probably my favorite song off the Carter Three because it showed the level of how Wayne really could catch the beat if it was slow. Then he could catch the and then he could speed the beat up with him lyrically. Yeah, let the beat build is one of those songs that you you remember where you was when you first heard that shit. Is it's it's that man. Phone home with him and David Banner. David Banner, not a great producer. Phone home. Fire. <laughs> hey, Carter 3, like I said, it should be in a conversation of the greatest Carter project series, but it's it's okay. It's second. If you want to give it second. It's second. I'll give it I will give it second. By like a hair. Like it's it's second by a hair over the Carter. The original Carter. Is a is a hair. Um. Then he got locked up, <laughs> like, but before he got locked up in '09, he gave us the new and approved Young Money. Like I said earlier, I grew up on the original Young Money. The original Young Money also had Gutter Gutter, had Mac Man. Mac Man was more of a rapper. He wasn't more. He was the rapper. He wasn't a vice president or not a president of Young Money. He was a rapper, and a lot of the uh, the original Young Money was 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 good. Currency, who is still one of the best, you know, underground rappers in the game. I don't even call him underground because Currency been killing shit for years. But Currency was a part of the that Young Money, that original Young Money that I grew up on. Boo, you know, all of that man. I grew up on that Young Money. So to see it in '09 become a a real label and took in seriously and you go and find Nicki Minaj and Drake and Tiger and and all of these dudes and, and all these amazing artists. It showed you how Wayne had an ear for talent when he brought back, when he created that young money. 
because he finally didn't he didn't have to be the artist. He could just sit and watch his talent grow. And that was dope, man. That was fucking amazing to see that shit. He was out of every artist that maybe had a label. He had the most successful label out of every artist. I'm not talking about like I'm talking about like in a time frame where you had like Jeezy with CTE, you had T.I. with Grand Hustle, you had um, Gucci with Black uh, with Brick Squad, you had Rick Ross with MMG. Who else? Luda with DTP. Yeah, you. Wayne had the most successful label out of everybody. I think everybody could agree. Young Money was the most successful label out of all of them. And to watch Drake, to watch Nicki become the successful, even Tiger to a, a, a lesser extent, all of them become a success story is fucking crazy. Like it's 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 mind boggling how fucking great uh, like Drake and Nicki is. Like Drake and Nicki are literally in a conversation of the greatest to ever do it. In a conversation with the person that put them on. Like it's crazy to think that. It's fucking nuts. Young Money was the the new Young Money, new and approved Young Money was more of a true label for a lot of the growth of those artists. Um, and like I said, he got locked up, <laughs> but they held it down, man. Like Drake dropped Thank Me Later, but before that, he dropped So Far Gone, and every song Wayne and him was on together, they killed it together. Like, it wasn't even close, and then a lot of the leaked songs that they would drop, one of my favorite songs by Drake and Wayne ain't even a song that you can find on the streaming service. It's a song you got to go look for on YouTube. It's a song you got to go look for on that piff. You got to go really look for this song because it's called Stunt Hard. That's my favorite Drake and, Drake and Wayne song ever. Like, and I say ever, I mean ever. That is my favorite Drake and Wayne song. If if it's them two with Kid Kid um, from New Orleans who also was a part of Squad Up with, with Wayne back in the day. And, yeah, like, Stone Heart is one of my favorite Drake and Wayne songs. It literally is my favorite Drake and Wayne song. They've had some classic songs together. But my favorite Drake and Wayne songs aren't even songs that literally are on mainstream albums or on mainstream platforms. It's literally between, it's them two just early Drake and Wayne shit. Stone Heart, my, uh, my, my darling baby, um... Take Your Girl, Ransom, Man of the Year. Like, yeah, like, it's not even, if I had to pick a song off of So Far Gone, Ignorant Shit, Successful, when, when him, Trey Songs and Wayne, the original Successful, with him, Trey Songs and Wayne, fire. Um, Uptown with Bun B and Wayne, Fire. I remember when the original uh, Miss Me came out and Wayne wasn't on it. It was just Drake. And to hear Wayne at that on the album version, I was so happy they did get Wayne on that shit before Wayne went, went away. 
but it didn't when Wayne does songs with Nikki, you can even tell how them two kind of merge and do things together. They're incredible together. You know, when he did Roman's Revenge, the remix for her, she has Eminem on the original. She still wanted Wayne on the song. It's like, okay, that's what's up. You know, and, and that's what this is all about. You know, so that time frame from 09 to, I say, till you dropped the card of four in 2011 was a good, it, it, we didn't know what Wayne was going to be for a good bit. Let's be real. We just didn't know what it was going to be. And then he comes home. And the Carter Four comes out. And again, another intro that's so good. It starts the intro starts it off perfectly. But I think that was more of a, a album for truly just Wayne fans. Like Six Foot, Seven Foot was a big hit. She Will with Drake was a big hit. But when you actually listen to the entire project, he didn't really have that many How to Love was a massive fucking song. But he didn't really have that many fucking like massive let's go get hits on that on that project. It kind of did feel like it was kind of like just for the fans that really loved Wayne and held him down for a good bit. Like him and Drake and Jada kiss, it's good. When Wayne go at Jay, you know, like like when Wayne went at Jay Z on that song, or you know. Um, so special with John Legend, which is fire. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, you think about a song like uh, Abortion. You know, or you think about a song like uh, President Carter, where he just killing shit. Um, or you think about a song like Mirror, with him and Bruno Mars, which I wish them two niggas get back and do a song together. Lord, just let this happen. Because that song is literally my favorite song off that project. Mirror is my favorite fucking song off that project. The entire project, that is the best song off that project. That is the best fucking song off that fucking project. I don't go nobody say. That's the best fucking song off that project. Y'all can have the six foot, seven foot, and y'all can have all the... That's the best fucking song off the project. Him and T-Pain, like I said earlier. Like I said, Got Money was cool. It was all right. But when you listen to How to Hate, that shit was legendary. Oh, that shit was fire. The Weezy F for Fuck You. <laughs> oh, that shit was good. Yo, that shit was fire, man. Come on, man. Then all of the, the like, the, in, the uh, I think it was the intermission when he had Nas and Bun B. No, he had Tech Nine. Who he had on there? Tech Nine. I want to see Tech Nine, Buster, and Three Stacks. Fuck that shit was fire. And then he had another one when it was like Nas. Yeah, it was Nas, Tech Nine, and like and Three Stacks. No, Bun B, Tech Nine, and Three Stacks. And then he had another one where it was Bus, Nas. Fuck Bus, Nas, Buster Rhymes, Nas. I know Sean was on that. I can't remember the fucking other person that was on that fucking the other outro, the outro of it. Maybe I got that mixed because I I think yeah Sean I think was on one, but I I remember Bus was on one with Tech. Somebody was on one with Tech Nine and, and Three Stacks. I know Tech Three Stacks was on the end of that hoe and ate that shit alive, man. I can't fucking remember which one, but yeah, man, the Carter Ford is just as good. That's what I'm saying, like. 
But that was more so for the oh John with him and Ross was fire. Um, which was a fucking verse from Ross on uh his project. I'm not a star. Yeah, I'm not a star on, on uh Teflon Don. He took Ross's uh verse off of that because he said something about John John Lennon. And he took it and put it in a fucking first. I don't know that these niggas taking Rick Ross shit and just making better songs. I don't know what the fuck is up with that shit. Um, but yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know what's up with that shit. Um But it goes into the you know, 2012 to the Carter Five era. And this was whew, this was an interesting time frame, right? For Wayne's career. That's twelve twenty twelve to twenty I say twenty twenty? Twenty 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 uh nineteen. So it was seven years. But Wayne was still dropping projects, you know. I'm not a human being two came out, which I forgot to talk about. I'm not a human being. And a lot of my favorite Drake records for Wayne came off of that fucking project. You know, Gonorrhea was fire, but you know, um with you, with him and him and him and Drake, uh I think it was on the I'm not a human being. <clears throat> with him and Nicki Minaj, what's wrong with them? Young Money Salute. Him and Gunna, him and Gutta Gutta. Had a song was fucking fire. I'm not a human being. A song by itself was fire. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes into like I said, called. Then I'm not a human being too. Rich as fuck with him and two chains. Uh, what else? Yeah, rich as fuck with him and two chains. Um, him and Drake. I think got a song on now. Oh. I'm on that good cushion alcohol with him in future. Uh, Drake Future and him, yeah. Days to days with him and two chains. Yeah, that like yeah, yeah, man. I'm not a human being too, probably doesn't get the same look as I am not a human being, but I'm not a human being too it's fire. Like if you go listen to it, you be like, okay, this really is some good fucking songs. Um my homie still, <laughs> my homie still with him and Big Sean, um, which is not my favorite song about him too. I'm gonna be honest with y'all, that's not my favorite song. Um, the shit was annoying. I'm gonna be honest, the shit was very fucking annoying. Um, goes into 2013. The fuck he dropped in 2013? <laughs> he didn't even do anything. He did oh dedications. He did dedication four in 2012. Which was fucking legendary. Uh, when he did um, Cash Out, because that was a massive song at the time. Um, what else he fucking did? He did a couple fucking verse. He did a couple songs like that. Um, Don't Like, when he did the Don't Like beat. Oh my God, dude, that shit is fucking legendary. Um, man, another fucking song off that bitch. I've, I, Burn. When you did meat meal shit. Burn is still fuck that show fire. Um 
2013, I think Dedication 5 came out. Yeah, Dedication 5. He killed, uh, started from the bottom. He killed, uh, Don't Kill My Vibe. He killed Kendrick shit. Oh, my God. He killed Kanye shit, New Slaves. Like, oh, my God, dude. That mixtape was fire, man. Dedication 5 was fire. Still to this fucking day. I still got the rock. Oh, man. But then, you know, it was a bunch of mixtapes and a bunch of songs, a bunch of things like that. From 2012, 2013 to where it is today. To the Carter 5 coming out. It caught a, yeah, Carter 5 coming out. But in that time frame, the breakup, cat, the breakup between him and Birdman, which, man. Um... For a Wayne fan, you kind of like, how could you do that to somebody that literally gave you your label? Literally. Like, because if Wayne would have left cash money, which could have happened, he could have went. And a lot of people forget that Wayne almost signed with Jay-Z. He almost signed to Rockefeller. Now, maybe if he does sign to Rockefeller, maybe Rockefeller doesn't break up. I don't fucking know. Or maybe Wayne just goes with Jay-Z to Def Jam like Kanye did. I don't know how this works out. But Wayne stayed loyal to Birdman, which was, at that time, maybe not the best fucking idea. Like, like I said, at that time, maybe then, because Rockefeller was kind of on the skits. You didn't know what was going to happen. But that was 02. So I can't really say Rockefeller was on the skits. But you didn't know at that time that Rockefeller was having internal problems. But about 2015, when this shit really did start popping off between Wayne and Birdman, it kind of was just like, damn, nigga, like, how the fuck you fuck over this man, of all people, who gave you new artists to to to, to get money from with Drake and Nicki? And it's crazy that you didn't want to give that man a shot. Like, you didn't give that man his opportunity with the Carter Five. You kept pushing it back and delaying it. You go out and try to find somebody just like him and a Young Thug, which is one of the reasons why I didn't fuck with Young Thug at the beginning of his career. Because I was like, Birdman, how you going to fuck old Wayne, but you're going to support a nigga that's looked just like this nigga and does exactly what the fuck he do. So, yeah, that I didn't like that nigga for a good bit of his time when he first started off because I just felt like Birdman supporting a nigga that looked just like him. Like, how you gonna, and then this nigga tried to name his album like Carter Six or some shit, Party Six or some shit. I was like, oh yeah, I don't fuck with this nigga at all. But music, man, you know, eventually you like, you know what, man? Once Young Thug kind of got a little bit away from Birdman, I could respect his music a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, yeah. Um, but then, you know, shit happens, they break up. Free Carter, the free Wheezy album comes out on Tidal, which is now available on um, Apple and all these streaming services. But I like the original Free Carter album. I actually had to go buy Tidal. And I bought Tidal a couple times over since that album has come out. I'm going to be honest. Um, I bought that album a couple times over because I wanted to 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 truly hear that album. Um, and it's Fatality, man. And that is one of the dopest fucking projects like Wayne put out in 2015. Go listen to it. If you got a title, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, go listen to the app. <laughs> Whatever you listen to it, go listen to it. Because this is a dope fucking project, man. Think about you is still one of the fire. Like, 
Think about you is such a fire fucking song. U N L V, it go, it go. U N L V, a U N L V, yeah. <laughs> Still fucking fire, man. Um, yeah. You gotta also put into the fact that, like I said, Drake and Wayne had a lot of fucking collaborations. Wayne was also just doing a lot of collaborations at that time too, and. Man, going into the Carter Five, and, and, and just like everybody, I was just like everybody. Like this shit ain't never gonna see the light of day. And once he finally got out of Cash Money, and they finally could put the album out, it was more so. I think nostalgia feel. Like holy shit! Like we finally got the Carter Five. What the fuck? But now that I go back and listen to it, it's a really good body of work. Some of the songs were old. Some of the songs were a little bit outdated. But for the most part, with him and Triple X Tatasian, like that shit was fire. Don't cry, which is when you think about how that man lost his life, you kind of do like, damn, man, that's fucked up. I wish he was here to see that impact on that pro- on that t- particular song. Um. Which is another shocking thing that Drake's not on that project. Like Drake's not on that album at all, at all. Drake's not on that project at all. Nicki's on the album. Um, the Mona Lisa record with him and Kendrick. Don't touch it. This that was that was great. Uh, but the end. A lot of people say they love the beginning of the album, and some people say I love the end of the album. You know, it depends on who you ask. Um, can't be broken. It's still one of my favorite songs off that album. It's fucking fire. Dope niggas with him and Snoop when they took Explosive by Dr. Dre off of, you know, 2001 Chronic. Like, if you know anything about that song, you fuck with that heavy already. But then you add to the fact that Snoop's on here with him and his Dr. Dre that signed off on that song that he can take it and create it. Like, that's fucking amazing. Hit us. God took his time when he made me. Like, man, come on, man. Famous. Like, him and his daughter. Like, that shit is fire. Um, Yeah. And it's also in the time frame, you got to also understand, he did songs with Eminem. He did songs with Kanye. He was doing songs with Ross. He was doing some T.I., Jeezy. He was still doing this shit. Of course, Drake, Nicki, Tiger, all them too. But he was killing shit at a premium of these songs. And then he's still also accepting to go do songs with other artists, a lot of these up-and-coming artists, a lot of young artists. And it's it's crazy to think how this is. And the recent run of Lil Wayne is so fucking incredible. To see him on Money Bad Yo shit, see him and Lil Baby do songs together, see him do songs with all these new artists and still go back and do songs with Drake and Nicki. Seeing Green might be the best verse I've ever heard Wayne spit in a minute. Like, seeing Green verses, don't touch it. B.B. Uh, King with him and Drizzy. Family Feud with him and Drizzy. Bloody Mary, like I said earlier, with Joel Santana. Um, Tyler Hero with him and Big Sean. Like, shit. Um, when they did Churches, when they took... uh uh. YNF Melly, YNW uh, Melly shit. 
him being on body bag with young boy, NBA young boy, and, and Rich the Kid. Like, he is still out here rapping like a goat should rap. God did, which a lot of people have been saying recently. Jay-Z had four minutes to rap. Wayne only had like a minute and some change to rap that fucking verse. So him to have only 16 fucking bars and to say everything he needed to say in that 16 fucking bar verse is legendary. I don't debate who had the better verse because Jay has four minutes. Wayne only had like a minute and 30. If you want to say Jay had the better verse, then that's okay. Cool. That's what you're supposed to say because Jay had most of the fucking song. That's pretty much Jay-Z song featuring Ross and Wayne. Like, that was really Jay-Z's song. But to me, I'm appreciating of the fact that, again, in my life, I got a chance to hear two of my favorite rappers, three of my favorite rappers, Ross too, three of my favorite rappers, on a fucking song together. That shit don't happen. I don't hear Wayne and Hov a lot in life together. So when you hear them two niggas on a song, be appreciative of the fact we got Hov and Wayne on a fucking song again. How many times are we going to get that in our lives? Please tell me, so I can understand. So, so we can all get cleared here. Please tell me when. Probably not a lot. Okay, so that's probably why I am very appreciative of Wayne and Hov being on the song together. But Wayne's been killing shit recently, like he always does. Run the jewels verse. Go listen to the Run and Jewels song. The ooh la la I kick it ooh like, he killed that shit. Batman remix. Uh, what a young artist with money bag you on that shit. Like, he is killing songs still, man. Wayne is still out here destroying shit. Killing shit. What's popping? Remix with Jack Hollow, The Baby, and Tory Lanez. Wayne killed that. Now, he might not have the best verse, but he damn sure killed that song. Like, <laughs> like, like. All in all, man, out of all of the years that Wayne has been doing this, for damn near close to 30-some years, this man is still institutional rap. He's still one of the greatest to ever do it. For me personally, he is one of my favorite, not just rappers, but artists. I grew up on this man. Literally to have somebody from my city have this type of impact in music, culture, influence in, 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 in the game. To see somebody like that from my city come from what I've been, you know, I've been in Holly Grove on weekends. I've been there. You know what I'm saying? Like, to see that and to see how he's literally become one of the greatest to ever do it is incredible. And his legacy is not just because of what he's done musically. It's the people that he's actually infected in the game. Now, we could say, I've said it numerous times, Drake's, Drake and Nicki signing them. But look at all the artists that have literally taken from his playbook. Thug, Uzi Vert, Little Baby, 21 Savage, Little Dirk, Moneybag Yo. There's a lot of fucking rappers that you can literally call day. G.I.D. Like, you can see the influence of Lil Wayne. People say... You know, I think I just saw Charlemagne say that, you know, out of the four rappers, he said, I think he was like uh, Jay-Z, Kanye, Pac, and Wayne. I personally would argue that Wayne has actually had more of an influence on the game than Kanye has because you physically see people not only sounding like Wayne but also looking like Lil Wayne. 
he was one of the first people. Now, now I'm not saying this was a good thing, but he's the first person to really, outside of Pimp C in Houston, to really promote promethazine, lean, drink. That's not a good thing, but I'm just saying. I also live in Houston, so outside of Houston, DJ Screw, Pimp C, Houston rappers. Wayne was like the first person to really engage and say, me and my drink. Yeah, <laughs> like me and my drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is what I'm saying. Like, you see the influence that this man has had. Future. You know, you see Future and all these other artists have literally took him from the playbook of Little Wayne. So for me personally, for anybody to say that Wayne is like forward on a list of influence, I can give you Jay-Z. I can give you Pac even. But to say he's forward behind Kanye, stop it. He's he's way above Kanye. The only reason why people say Kanye right now is because Kanye's is more of a you 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 hear him more. Not because he physically is doing it, but you hear him more. You hear how he's saying these things. You you're just like, well, a lot of people are gonna promote him and support him no matter what. But Wayne is quiet with the support, and I think that's why. I would say Wayne always is more impactful and influential way more than Kanye is because I don't see too many rappers trying to be like Kanye. I see a lot of fucking rappers trying to be like Wayne. Physically and musically. So, yeah. Wayne is one of the greatest to ever do it. It's kind of obvious. The thing about Wayne is that I still don't think he gets his credit that he deserves, which is crazy to say. I still don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. I don't know how, but I think for from a kid that listened to Hard Body, uh, I ain't talking about Magda Stallion. I'm talking about Hard Body, the song Wayne, from Beat Without Bass, from I'm a Beast, I'm Raw, um, me and my drink, like songs that got leaked. Wayne songs to now where he's just still lyrically there. There's not that many artists that could touch him. The you know that's not that many man. This man has put out almost over close to a hundred projects in his career. Like it's never gonna touch. He's the he's one of the rare few artists that has passed Elvis Presley with the most hits on Billboard. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. Little Wayne, and then he put three other people, on, two other people on that's doing the same shit he's doing. His influence, his impact, his 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 style, his greatness will always be duplicated, but never done to the level that he has done it. Happy birthday to the GOAT, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Life and Times of Music, brand new show, Life and Times of Music, Lil Wayne, the GOAT. Yo, young Moolah, baby, and I'm out. I'll see y'all soon. Peace.